0: verse 29 29 Even even though there's no chidrash you still have to like just say the story
1: even though you can't all that I don't know if I really okay, it okay that's very interesting I, I also said that safer we have to understand I, I told us the safer third I mean meant to identify with we'll, we'll have to talk about that I agree um, you know a situation can be questioned in another different ways. one question is what is the difference between the words, what is the difference between the concepts that they express? Another question is, given that they are different, to express different ideas, how come they didn't follow the expression in the Torah? Why did the Haggadah substitute a different expression? Um, i must say, that's what bothers me. <laughs> what bothers me is the shift. That there is a shift, and describing shifts is important. We have to do that. Uh, and I'm prepared to do that. But I was it just never occurred to me that I have to answer why Pagoda didn't use the biblical and build its understanding of that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's a different one, which has a different understanding. Maybe I could press the. Is open the windows. Pagos- <coughs> the air is dead. It's not that high outside. We need air conditioning. <coughs> okay, we're up to the four sons Now, this is probably. The best known part of the Haggadah, and as you'll see, it's one of the least understood. I'm using now a commentary of Elio Kito, who wrote a commentary on the Haggadah, and most of what I'm going to tell you comes from him. I a couple of things that I put in myself. But well, let's look at this and see if we can at least start with what's difficult, is what needs a special explanation. First of all, there are four of them. Wise son, wicked son, the simple son, and the son is unable to ask. Any particular reason why those four are chosen? Are they related to one another in some particular way? Do they clearly cover everybody? What's the claim to fame of these four? One question. Another question, which many commentators ask: the wicked son. We cite a verse replying to him, verse Exodus thir- 13, eight See, because of the shemitah we are out of Egypt. Now, the son is unable to ask. We cite exactly the same verse. Is that supposed to imply that there is some relationship between the two of them? Thirdly, this question Kitov asked, and when I read it, I wanted to shrivel up and die for not having thought of it myself. It's so obvious. The simple son says, Mazos, what is this? What is this? How old do you think he is? Looking around, he says, Ugh. what's that? How old could he be? You know, if he's six, or so you remember from last year, he's five, he's four, quite a Jewish kid, right? He's three, you remember from last year. How old can this kid be? You could just say, Mazos. My two year old grandchildren can speak volumes and can speak whole whole paragraphs. He's got to be a very young kid, right? But he's two. The third son, who's simple, is two years old. Okay, then the fourth son? The one that doesn't have a little ass? How old is he? 18 months? In diapers? And you're going to say to him is because of this that Hashem did to me when I went out of Egypt? Isn't something wrong here? Something peculiar is going on here. It simply can't mean when he says it, unable to ask it can't mean the child is so young he hasn't mastered elementary language yet. Because if he were that young he wouldn't understand it when he said it, for the sake of the, this God did for me when I was in Egypt. So what are we talking about? We don't even know what we're talking about. Okay. Now, let's take a look a little bit at the wise and the wicked. And then I'll tell you what keto says and then we'll deepen our understanding. <coughs> Terrific. The wise, then what does he say? What are the testimonies decrees and ordinances we'll talk about what those three categories are which I Hashem of God's has commanding. therefore explain them the laws of the Passover offering that one may not eat dessert after the final taste of the Passover offering. the wicked son what does he say of what purpose is this work to you now watch carefully he says to you thereby excluding himself by excluding himself in the community of believers he denies the basic principle of Jesus at this point are you a little bit upset? a little bit disturbed? the wise son, says to you. Oh, the wise son also says to you Glance up eight lines or so. The wise son says, What are the testimonies, decrees, and ordinances that I shall God has commanded you? We're throwing a brick at the wicked son. Ha! You say you? You're excluding yourself? You know, that's terrible. Why don't we throw a brick at the wise son? It says, Commanded you. Now look again at what the wise son says and show me why there's no compassion Why our God? <clears throat> why son, he starts by saying our God. You can't say he's excluding himself. It would be absurd. He says our God. Okay, if he said our God, including himself, why then does he say commanded you? I hit it a simple way out. <coughs> Correct. How old is he? He's a kid. He's 11. You can't say he was commanded. Commandments are only for adults So, there's nothing wrong with what the wise says. The wicked says, What is this service to you? So then, he's excluding himself. (coughs) There's a lot more to say, but I'm just doing things in a certain order. Okay, therefore, (coughs) (coughs) blunt his teeth and say to him, Now, watch carefully, read carefully and literally. Something is Terrifically out of joint in what's coming up now. Therefore say to him, it is because of this that Hashem did so for me when I went out of Egypt. For me, but not for him. Had he been there, he would not have been redeemed. Listen again. Therefore blunt his teeth and say to him, Say to him. It is because of this that Hashem fits over I out of Egypt. For he, for me, but not for him. him. Had he not been there, had he been there, he would not have been redeemed. What's that a joint here? He said not for you. Right, I'm not talking to him. If I'm talking to him, I have to say, not for you. You know, you not had you been there, you would not have been redeemed. What do you mean he? I'm not talking to him. If I say he, I'm talking about him. I'm not talking to him. The English sort of skips away from it. Tell him. But the Hebrew is there more low. Say to him. And you're not saying to him. There's something funny going on here. Right? Okay, now. I have something to teach you, which you may not know. Le-mo-le can mean to say about. Not only to say To. There are even biblical usages. God says to Moses, the Jews will leave. And as <coughs> the Jews leave, Pharaoh <coughs> will realize that he's done himself a bad deal. The Allah Israel. And Pharaoh will say about the Jewish people, they're confused in the wilderness, and they're closed up, and we'll go out and get them back. That's after they've left. So when it says the the lived Israel Pharaoh will say, live the children of Israel, the living means about, not to. Well, one thing's for sure, we're not talking to him. He, The is like this. He poses a question or a challenge, as we'll see, and we turn away from him and talk to each other, pointing at him over there. See that guy over there? To whom we're not talking? That guy over there, had he been in Egypt, he wouldn't have been redeemed. Nope, that requires some explanation. How come we're not talking to him? As we said, how come when we talk to the fourth one, the one I'm able to ask, we use the same verse but we do talk to him? And even if he doesn't open up a conversation it says the fourth one, we should open up the conversation with him, but use the same verse that we use with respect to the wicked son. So this is what Eliyotitim says. There are two verses In the book of Proverbs. One verse says, Don't answer the crooked fool according to his (coughs) uh, wickedness, lest you become equal to him. Don't answer the crooked fool, lest you become equal to him. That's one verse says. Back to back. The next verse, the previous verse, I think it goes says, Answer the crooked fool according to his wickedness, lest he be wise in his own eyes. It is an open, literal, exact contradiction. Once says, Don't answer the wicked fool. And the other says, Do answer the wicked fool. With exactly the same vocabulary. <coughs> how can you say um how can you call the russia the wicked one if we're saying here the ages
0: are they're all below bar Mitzvah and uh, his actions his father is
1: um is responsible for it. that's a nice question um, that's a nice question i I think you're uncovering a, a natural assumption but it's like may not be correct and that is that the um, the dec- clothes in decreasing order. But it may not be so. Also, the ben murder if I remember correctly, how old is ben 13 no. to 13. Yes, half, half. right, yeah. But, yeah. So then, he's using himself. I think you're right. Either that, or you, have, or you can identify the wickedness of a... Of a, of a, of a yeah, okay, I'll just, i just, i just give <coughs> you a little, a little hint. The Gemara, when it talks about the actions of a minor, says, um, God um, relieved him, and as a fine. him whether it means he relieved him of punishment or we need him of responsibility. And there are those who are him who say he is responsible, the this do apply to him, not in the same degree as the devil, but they do apply, and just we need their punishment. And indeed, you have to <coughs> tell him to need their punishment, because the ministers do apply, and you would have thought maybe he should be punished, he told he's not being punished. So, uh, and as far as punishment, by God's concern, most sources say you don't, you're not subject to be punishment by God until you're 20, even though you are an adult. So, it's, it's not as... as forward and, and, and easier picture as it might seem. At any rate, this is what, what Quito says. So you have a contradiction. One says, answer the fool. The other says, don't answer the fool. Says Quito, following the famous rule, when you have a contradiction, make a distinction. Which is something worth thinking about. When you have a contradiction, make a distinction. There are two types of fool. There is a fool who believes he knows everything. He thinks that his understanding is perfect. He's got it all worked out. In his mind, it's all set. The truth is clear as a bell. Therefore, when you talk to him, he's not listening. He's just waiting for you to stop so he gets the next chance to talk. But he's not listening. Says King Solomon, the book of Proverbs, don't have a conversation with such a fool because you'll never make any progress. And therefore... You will, in the end, appear just as foolish as Eve. And this, by the way, is very typical of Christian missionaries. And all the more so of Jews who have fallen into that kind of cult like experience. Um, we had two boys who came in here, this is for like a long time. Two Jewish boys who have fallen into that cult. And one says to me, When I read the New Testament, I'm thrilled and inspired and, you know. So I said to him, can't you imagine that there's a Hindu who feels the same way when he reads his scriptures? He said back to me, look, Rabbi, you and I both agree that Hinduism is right, so let's not bring that in. Oh. Then he says to me, Christians are given a special organ with which they perceive the truth of the New Testament. Oh, I said, uh-huh. And how do you know that the Christians are given a special organ with which they perceive the truth in the New Testament? And he said, it's written in the New Testament. Oh, I said, that does sound like a very narrow circle, doesn't it? It took me a half hour to get him to see he was talking in a circle. And when he finally saw it, he didn't care. It didn't bother him. So, you know, <laughs> these are people who, they, they have one button, they a send button they don't have a receive button (laughs) they're just talking good don't waste your time with them right that's one type of fool the second type says (coughs) Kito is a person who is convinced of foolish opinions but is aware that his grasp of the subject is not 100% clear not 100% solid there are certain doubts that he's still subject to he's just convinced in the meantime but he's prepared to hear. He's prepared to listen. Then, says King Solomon, answer him. Because if you don't answer him, after a while, he'll say, i held on to these opinions for 20 years. And no one has ever showed me anything wrong with them. I guess they're right. So, such a fool, you must answer, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Lest he come to think that he is wise, because nobody ever contradicted what he hopes. Now, says Kito the wicked son in the Haggadah is the first kind of fool and number four the one who doesn't know how to ask is the second type of fool they're both fools and they both belong on the same side of the fence only the wicked son is positive he's right clear in his mind there's no doubt whatsoever and therefore if you talk to him he's not listening and the Haggadah is telling you don't talk to people who aren't willing to engage in a real dialogue don't waste your time Therefore, when he poses his challenge, we don't answer to him. We turn to each other and express the appropriate attitude, the appropriate evaluation, I should say, of him. But we don't speak to him at all. Now, pay attention. He's at the Savior. We didn't slam the door in his face. We didn't throw him out. We didn't exclude him. He's not willing to dialogue with us. Because it won't be a dialogue. There's no give and take. So our hand is out to him to remain part of us, to remain in contact with us. But he's got to admit that there's a possibility that he's wrong and engage in meaningful dialogue. Otherwise, we're not going to talk to him. We'll have to understand exactly what his challenge is. I'll come back to it. Whereas the son is unable to ask, Nagata goes even farther than, than um, King Solomon. King Solomon says, answer him. Nagata says, even open up. Open up the conversation with him. Because if you lead him to his own mistaken ideas, eventually he will come to think that he's right on um, the grounds that no one ever challenged him. And this is what it means, when it says he doesn't know how to ask. What it means is that he doesn't know how to ask the way the wicked son asks. The wicked son asks with uh, what sounds like intelligence, what sounds like, you know, so ironical and knows how to be sarcastic and poke fun. And the the one who doesn't know how to ask wishes that he had that cleverness to be able to make the rabbi squirm like that. Um, and that's the sense in which he is a budding Russia. He's a budding wicked, but he's just budding. He hasn't flowered yet. He hasn't matured yet. Let me just finish the description and we get to it all. That. That's the second and fourth. <coughs> <coughs> now, we asked, how are the four chosen? How are they related to one another? In particular, wise and wicked, they don't sound like opposites of one another. They don't sound like they're related in any particular way. Watch. I'll show you how they are related. They're related beautifully. Up to here is a Kito, the following. This, this final idea is mine. Wise. What does it mean to be wise? Our sources have a very surprising <coughs> description of wisdom. In the chapters of the Fathers, it says, <coughs> I got A few with us. Who is wise? Someone who learns from every person. Gosh, is that what you thought wisdom meant? I thought wisdom meant. He knows it all. He knows it well. He's deep. You know, He has a great explanation for things. He's really got it. But you have is something entirely different. Who's wise? The one who learns from everyone. When it says that the workers who put together the Mishkan, the tabernacle, God filled them with wisdom. Rashi says, Wisdom, Chokmah means what you learned from your teacher. Not what you have on your own, but what you learned from your teacher. What's, he What's going on here? What's the concept? Now let's think. person who learns from everyone. What is his picture of himself? How does a person who learns from everyone feel about himself? Number one, he says, I'm missing a lot. I'm missing a lot. If I thought I had everything, I wouldn't be looking to learn from anybody. No, he learns from everybody. So he says, I'm a big black hole. You know, I, I'm just empty inside. Okay, I know black holes suck things in, but they also destroy all the structure. Right? I'm a big black hole. So I'm empty inside. I've got to fill it up with something. And every person in this world has something from which I could learn. Why? Because one of God's main revelations in the world is through the human soul. Mm-hmm. The human soul is a peace of God on high. And every person is put into this world to do something special that no one else can do. So there's something in your soul which only you can do. It's a unique quality. And the fact that the other person is younger and less well-educated and less intelligent and has a less inclusive experience. So you might say, what kind of earth is? It's not true. Because there's something in his soul, some godliness in his soul that isn't anywhere else and from that, everyone else can learn. So this wise person, this wise person is the picture of. Now, can you pick one word that characterizes the wise person, and the opposite word characterizes the, the wicked one? You can wait and okay. And, the, and in terms of attitude, happy. Open-minded, open closed Open and closed. That. That. The wise one is open. He's open. And the wicked one is closed. They are really opposites. I think this is astonishing. From looking like four helter skelter categories, if you analyze it in Jewish terms, with Keto's analysis on the one hand, and what I'll say about wisdom on the other hand, it comes out that in their essence, they're really opposites. Now, the one who doesn't have to ask is a budding. Russia, a budding wicked son. The simple son is a budding wise son. He's asking. It. He's asking to, do, to the extent of his ability. He asks, what is this? He's open. He's just, the openness is not very sophisticated. It's not very far-reaching. Because he hasn't got more resources. So really, God is telling you that there are two basic categories not that there aren't other things to say about people about children about attitudes and education but there are two basic categories, uh, uh, categories the open and the closed and you have to deal with them in those terms deal with them in the, in the extent to which they're open and closed <coughs> I, I think this is a really yeah. gorgeous yeah. analysis
0: yeah. how can you compare the Sheno Daily show to the Russia if we also
1: again in the ages thing he's like what we said 18 months or below no, I rejected that I said, that's absurd. He can't say 18 months because if he did it, the answer wouldn't be understood by him. He's got to be older than that. So when it says, She'en Yodei al by the way, the phraseology, in Chazal, every word, every word is absolute gold. And sometimes it will take you decades to figure out why they use this word than that word. Doesn't She'en Yodei al the He's lacking knowledge and insight to ask not that he doesn't have command of language not that he can't speak no, he hasn't got the knowledge to ask that means that, you know, and, and he realized that I don't have the knowledge to ask but I want to ask, so it fits much better with, with an older child one who uh, has a goal and he just can't establish it because he hasn't, he hasn't got the, the knowledge to ask better so um, yeah, so it breaks up into these into these two categories you with me do you connect the last two again, to open or closed? Yeah, the the shenigedai lishol Kitov says means a, a son who wants to ask like the wicked one. So he's the other type of fool, said Kitov, just that he's not hundred percent sure he's right. So he's not yet completely closed. He's on the closed side of the of the divide. He's more closed than open. He's hoping someday to become so smart and so sophisticated that he'll be completely closed like the wicked one, but he's not yet completely closed. Right? The the simple son is one who's basically open. It's just that his openness is um, shallow because he doesn't have the knowledge and sophistication to ask, as we'll see, why suddenly they have all the categories and the, the distinctions. So the, the simple son is on the open side and the uh, one of them that answer. on the closed side. He's not 100% closed, but he's largely closed and he's hoping to become 100% closed. And our job is to try to prevent him. Alright? Okay, now let's look again at the wicked son. Um, the Hebrew here, the English here, I think, does capture the concept. What is this work? for you do you hear in his question a fundamentally wrong idea for <coughs> no not much less eh? for you for you it's a holiday of like unity and it's like <coughs> speaking not including himself that's true about the you but I'm asking something else now the question is: his question is what is this purpose of this work for you his picture is what does it do for you these mitzvahs that you're performing what does it do for you you know you hear a question like that you ought to reject the question you're not asking the right question my picture of the Torah is not that it's a useful tool to do things for me my picture of the Torah is that it defines what's important to be done and I hope to redeem my life by doing something for it. It's not that I am the goal and it's to serve me. That's totally upside down. His question shows that he has an upside down orientation. What is this service for you? What does it do to you, for you? He could have asked, what is the point of this service? Not about it for you. He could have asked what is the significance of the service. He could have asked what is the value of the service. He doesn't ask that. He asks what is it for you? What is it to you? Making you and your goals and your your projects the standard by which it has to be judged. That's totally upside down. Okay? That's another indication of the fact that he's coming from Mm -hmm. the the wrong position. Now let's go back to the wise son what are the testimonies decrees and ordinances that's not too bad in this actually um, Edos comes from the word eight which is uh, a witness what could it mean to call a, <coughs> a mitzvah a testimony do you have any idea what obviously he's dividing the mitzvahs into categories what kind of category is a testimony what kind of a of mitzvah is a testimony <coughs> um, maybe why? Why would it be a testimony? Testimony to well, God taking this out of Egypt. Okay, so now, good, so you gave an example. Now give a definition. What does it mean to a call h- it? No, it's a focus is <coughs> the next category. Talk about Eidos now. <coughs> what does it mean to call it a testimony? To identified one, but what are you saying about it when you say it's a testimony? Using that no logic, I would define, I would use the definition that it's, strong reminder okay for a reason yes yes you're both correct and you're, you're getting closer to, to the definition that's, that's, that's pretty close a testimony is something which is symbolic which expresses something expresses an idea a fact therefore conservative reminder. Um, what does an A do an A testifies call that law a, testi- a, a testimony it means it testifies to something So, the holidays are all testimonies because they testify to certain historical Mm -hmm. events. Shabbos, all the the holidays. And um, especially symbolic mitzvahs. You see somebody with leather boxes wrapped around his body with leather straps. It don't mean nothing unless you read what it's telling you. It's not like giving charity. Giving charity is not testimony. Giving charity (coughs) is helping somebody in need. It's not symbolic. It might be symbolic in addition, but you wouldn't know that until somebody told you. Whereas the black boxes are surely symbolic. If they aren't symbolic, they're not doing anything. So, testimonies are mitzvahs that are symbolic expressions of some idea. Good. chukim usually are understood as mitzvahs that have no reason. According to most, we're showing that's incorrect. Every mitzvah has a reason. So, a chok means a mitzvah whose reason we don't know. Or most of us don't know. It. Or won't be known until the times Messiah. But all of the Messiah. With all its have reasons, so says the Rambam, so says the Rambam, and other major, com- major authorities. But relatively speaking, they're the ones for which we don't possess do reasons, let's so say. Mishpatim? A mishpat is something which has enough rationale. And I'll notice the word enough enough rationale on the basis of its own logic to see that it should be done. I didn't say that's why it's done. I didn't say that's the whole rationale. But there is enough rationale on the basis of logic to see that it should be done. Don't steal, don't murder, get charity, pursue justice, you know. <coughs> so, so on and so The first thing that Tachem uh, says is, I know there are different types of commands, And I want it all. Now, each of these commandments has a different kind of relationship. And you can easily imagine the kind of person for whom each type of commandment is most natural, and the others aren't quite so natural. Eidos are natural for people who want an ethnic identity. They want to belong to a group. They want to share the history of the group. Right? They want to share the, in the in the culture of the group. So, puts on he wears Tithes, wears a yamaka, and he eats and he blows a shofar and Rosh Hashanah. He's a Jew! And all these things that J-E-W labeled on them, because no one else would ever do them, unless he was a Jew. And they symbolize the elements of Judaism to him. Um, Chukim are done, are, are naturally um, appropriate for people who want to attach themselves to God in an unreserved way. I, I follow you because you are the creator and I don't require anything of my own. I don't require any understanding or identification of my side. I want to attach myself to something high. Dispusting are for people, natural, easy, natural, for people who can analyze and appreciate the logic of things. And when it has the logic that attracts them. Yes, I like things that are logical. Because I can explain and defend. The Chocom says, I'm not limited. I want edos. I want to be able to participate in the symbols of Judaism. And I want hukim, because I want to attack myself to God in an unlimited manner. And I want respect because I do want to understand. Understanding does mean something to me. I want them all because all of this is perfect. all of these are parts of my religious life, parts of my, my relationship to God. Because the our God commanded them, all of them, and therefore I want to be part of all of this. That's what the fucking said, yeah. the person who who would be attached to like, Hukim wouldn't be at the highest level because by by being attached to Hukim that's including everything else because he's gonna do everything because he wants to serve God and and you know, he wants to be he wants to
0: be attached to the higher God since God commanded all these commandments it's all inclusive while well, others <coughs> won't be all
1: inclusive I think that's right uh, I, would just, I would just modify your statement slightly by saying that is one aspect in which he is superior I wouldn't say that he's superior of course, because as long as he maintains that attitude there's a certain extent in which he's <coughs> not serving God with his mind his mind is not online <coughs> and that means part of him is left out whereas the person who understands uses his mind to the greatest extent to understand and then performs his mind is also serving him. so uh, comparisons are usually limited, there's like one dimensional and there are many dimensions to consider, they're not overall comparisons but I think you're right, your observation is correct okay now what do you answer him? goodness gracious Eidos cookie, Mishpati that's what he asks for you tell him no dessert after the Paschal Saks no dessert and it's quite interesting in Hebrew it says the Ap Ap means even What the even of it so I told you at the outset there's an infinity of commentaries I tell you that the commentaries say two things and he does all they say but there are two things that are said here. First of all, this idea of not having a dessert after the Passover sacrifice so the taste will remain in your mouth is a rabbinic refinement. It's a rabbinic refinement. It's not a biblical commandment at all. So one thing we are we are responding to the Chochem is we trust you. We trust you that even the least serious, the least uh, stringent, the least fundamental of the law is something you'll be interested in, you'll want to know about it, and you'll appreciate it. And it's something for which a person with a less serious mind would find very difficult to take seriously. You're going to finish the Seder now, if you are good members of the Yeshiva, you're going to finish by midnight. If you are those lax Slappy chasidim, among whom I count myself, I don't do the slappy. Instead, that's a joke Uh You know, you have till morning. After you have to finish by by chatos by midnight. But goodness gracious, there'll be three or four hours after you finish. You can't eat anything. My people don't drink anything but water. They need water to, ne- to enable the taste to last in your mouth That's important. That's that's worthy of consideration. That's worthy of significance. And here you have a, an application of a very fundamental Jewish answer, which is that the physical world, the purpose of the physical world, is to express spiritual, spiritual ideas, spiritual facts, spiritual realities. And the Passover Seder <coughs> is, is not just for itself. The Passover Seder <coughs> comes once a year, and it's supposed to have an impact on the rest of the year you're supposed to be elevated into a person who's not the same after the Seder as you were before as we're so that being the case this idea when you don't eat a drink then you think to yourself why am I not having another piece of cake why am I not you know because the the taste is supposed to remain in my mouth and then you sort of re experience the taste and then you think what's the importance of the taste uh, is remaining in my mouth because the Seder is not something I just did and it'll come in between 64 days approximately but it's something which had an impact on me, and I was to take what it did to me and use as a platform for making private information. Okay? That's the. Oh. Now, I want to link up what's said here with what's said above. We so said there were four introductions. The first was Baruch HaMakom, Baruch Baruch Sinatra. He said Baruch HaMakom means the one who gives the ground of possibility to everything else. One of les- the existence of everything possible. There's a pre here that is extremely important. What's going to be with this wicked son? going to happen to him? What kind of future could he have? The pre says every Jew, every Jew will make it. no Jew will be lost. No Jew will be annihilated. No Jew will be lost entirely. in the there isn't such a Every Jew will eventually make it. Maybe it will require reincarnations, but every Jew will make it. <laughs> I, you have read, some of you, the beginning of the 10th chapter of Sanhedrin, the mission is there, it says, these are the people who have lost their share in the world to come. And some of them are Jews. That sounds like some people get lost. Well, further on in the Gemara, it says that there's a group of people called Dorshi Rishunam's Interpreters of hints and impressions. I in the who say no. They're all going to make it all the level. They disagree with the mission. They're also tanoim, and they say the mission is wrong. And the Sadiq and also the ben yehoyada, say that the darchi reshimos the Gomorrah uh, their view is the one that's accepted, and the view in the Mishnah is not accepted. By the way, in case you're not aware of this, the Mishnah is not the final word. The sages of Atomal are free to reject the Mishnah. And the number of cases, the sack is out against the Mishnah. The Mishnah is not binding. Okay, now... Um The Pritsadic says this um, partly on the basis of a Rashi. The verse says, You shall tell your son on that day, saying, It's because of this that Hashem acted on my half when I ran out of Egypt. places where God says to, the, to Moses, tell the Jewish people that uh, they'll go to the, land of, to the land of Israel, and when they get there their children ask them, why are they keeping this service in this month? Should tell them, explain it to them. And the verse ends with the word uh, that the people bowed and prostrated themselves to Hashem. So Rashi says, they bowed and prostrated because of the great good news that they heard so the preacher time gets what great good news did they hear did they hear that um, they're going to have children every nation has children that verse is talking in fact about the wicked son did they hear that they're going to have wicked children? That's the good news that they prostrated themselves for? What is there in the fact of the sons that would make them feel that it's good news? It says the Bethlehem, the good news is that you may have sons who will turn out to be wicked, but they're not going to be lost. They're not going to be lost. They're going to be saved. If so... What do we mean in the Haggadah when we say to this wicked son, had you been in Egypt, you wouldn't have been saved? What are we talking about? It says the Bitzayach that's before the Torah was given. Before the Torah was given, someone could be lost. But right? after the Torah has been given, no one could be lost. <coughs> and that's the idea, starting with the God is the ground of existence of everyone, including the wicked. And that's why I told you that the wicked son is at the Savior. We don't exclude him from the Savior. We just don't dialogue him. Because at some point in dialogue, the person is not listening, not willing to to take your point seriously. But um, uh, we don't exclude him. Of course, God had not excluded him. By the way, uh, a number of years ago, five years ago, Um, there was a husband and wife missionary team who came to Boston. To My Rebbe eventually they became Jews, and they said, "Be trained as missionaries. They would memorize dialogues, memorize like oh, I like Point forth questions and answers. And if someone would would ask them a question, or someone make a statement, so they would respond with their part of the dialogue. And as long as the other guy." You know, played his role right then they could answer back and forth and he sort of broke away but so that, that was in it you know and then wait for the next one but they tune in with the dialogue and we're just reciting these memorized dialogues yes and a friend of mine in Baltimore got hold of a missionary book of things to say to Jews and one chapter the first uh, the first statement was if you go into a house with Hebrew books don't use the material in this chapter What does that tell you? They know that the material in that chapter is lies. They know it's lies. And if it's in the house there are Hebrew books, then they'll know it's lies too, so don't use it. If you go into the house and it doesn't have Hebrew books, then you can use the material in the chapter. This is what you're doing. This is what you doing. And one of the founding rabbis of this institution, Jacob Rosenberg, was at that in There was a Christian missionary over there preaching his stuff. So I rose moved out to him and said, yeah, that's because you picked the verses out of context. What are you going to say about Ezekiel fifteen twenty two? What about Isaiah 42-6? What about Jeremiah 15-33? Uh, so he just shuddered and walked away. So his students were there to give him this. I said, how did you know? What are those verses? What do they say? Rosenberg said, I don't know. I made up the numbers. <laughs> 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 I made up the numbers. But, of course, that, that's what the missionary doing. He's making it up. He's not serious. And he knows. They know this. it is. It doesn't work. So, anyway. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. That's <laughs> all
0: right. This morning, we were told, like, no, you can't argue with the missionary.